All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. We are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube where the chat is bumping, people dropping in takes and questions. We'll get to some of those a little bit later, but let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with that comeback for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I guess you could say you can't lose in seven unless you win three. So the Leafs certainly are not out of the woods yet, Frank, but that moment last night, specifically Austin Matthews coming through and kind of having what felt like his first vintage Stanley Cup playoffs moment. He's had two other multi-goal games in his playoff career, but that one just felt a little bit different. You mentioned it. It felt like such a long shot. Needing three goals on Andre Vasilevsky, who is usually lights out coming off a loss in his playoff career. They somehow pull this thing off. And I also give him a ton of credit for going pedal to the floor in overtime. The shot attempts were nine to one in the extra frame. Is this a Leafs team that's setting themselves up for another collapse, Frank, or does something feel different right now? No, this feels totally different. And the way these last two games have gone in particular, winning a game that they probably shouldn't have on Saturday in game three, also with a late game tying goal and the third period heroics, it's amazing to me how it comes full circle. You know, think back to 2013. If you go back and line up the timeline of the goals, even the goal that was scored in overtime, a similar time frame to when the Leafs blew a 4-1 to lead in game seven to the Boston Bruins, this feels like the same thing, but reversed. 
And for that to all play out, it's almost like you needed that to happen for this team in, in order for them to slay their demons that have existed really in the first round since then. Austin Matthews gets that signature moment that you were talking about. When is this guy going to step up? He's been such a killer in the regular season, the swagger, the confidence. You saw that on full display, getting that second goal of the game for the Leafs. It was a classic, you mentioned, vintage Austin Matthews goal. Gets on his stick, off in a hurry, right in the back of the net. That's the type of performance that we've been waiting for this Toronto Maple Leafs team, loaded with talent, loaded with skill to have. And yeah, you're right. They're not out of the woods just yet. They did have a 3-1 to series lead against the Montreal Canadiens just two years ago. But this feels entirely different. And with all due respect to Sheldon Keefe, who said that the Leafs probably would not have won that type of game in years past on Saturday, it's last night for me. It's game four. That's a game with a chance to put a skate on the throat of the, the Tampa Bay Lightning which they did now grabbing a three to one series lead. That's the game for me that the Leafs hadn't won in past years. And the way that it was playing out to start, Tyler, you were saying it was mm -hmm. almost like textbook, you know, Leafs down four to one in the third period. You could have almost scripted that game to play out the way that it would for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Until that happened, they flipped the script and now they're in the driver's seat and it feels like they have a chance to really make some, do some damage here in these Stanley Cup playoffs. How about the run that Mitch Marner's having in this series as well? How about the rookie Matthew Nyes pulling one off the goal line, Frank? Michael Bunting can be returned in, or can return to the lineup for game five of this series, but Sheldon Keefe saying Matthew Nyes is not going anywhere. He's been impressive in his first couple Stanley Cup playoff games. He has, and he, he's certainly looked a lot more comfortable as the series has gone on. However, I will say I understand the emotion that uh, Michael Bunting needs to tone and turn down in the playoffs. I think it's a mistake to not find some place for Michael Bunting in your lineup. He's yeah. still a 20-plus goal scorer, still a 50-plus point player that's racked up almost 110 points over these last two seasons. To not take one of your third or fourth line guys out of the lineup and put Bunting in, I think is a mistake. After game one of that series, it just didn't feel like the Leafs were going to have it in them. They turned things around quickly. Let's go to another series that turned around rather quickly. The road teams won every game in the Battle of the Hudson River, Frank. And for the New Jersey Devils, I mean, we talked for the Leafs, it was almost an expected hero, right? With Austin Matthews coming up with a couple big goals. An unexpected hero in some ways for the New Jersey Devils as Akira Schmid has been absolute nails for this Devils team. A 961 save percentage, only allowing one goal in each of the two starts, and they have shut down the New York Rangers. What's been the most impressive part of this Devils turnaround? Well, Schmid's certainly been a big part of it. Uh, 57 saves on 59 shots is bonkers. Uh, and to win both games in Madison Square Garden to even the series... Uh, for a guy that's 22 years old, doesn't really have a whole lot of NHL experience to hang his hat on. Two years ago, he's playing for the Sioux City Musketeers in the USHL. This is a guy that's come a long way in a short period of time. That's been a big part of it. Uh, yeah, the Devils have also played a lot better in front of him. Jack Hughes has been really good. This team's speed has been on full display. But I think what's been the more concerning part for me, it's not so much what the Devils have done. To me, it's what the Rangers haven't done. And you heard them put on blast by their coach, Gerard Gallant, really questioning their effort and compete and lots of other things that have gone into it. 
the best way for me to explain what I've seen from the Rangers in the last couple games is it feels like pond hockey. They've got their guys that are constantly, their star players, blowing the zone, blowing coverage, not putting back pressure on the opponent uh, coming back the other way. They're always sort of looking for the home run, the easy exit, the stretch pass that, you know, I think that works in the regular season. I'm concerned that it cannot work in the playoffs. You've seen that go the other way. And a team like the Devils that just is a little bit more detail-oriented still has a lot to learn, but they've also got star power, not quite on the same level and depth as the New York Rangers, but I think they're creating and causing havoc for the Rangers with the way that New York, frankly, hasn't played. Yeah, and you mentioned Gerard Gallant. How about this for a comment today on a conference call with reporters saying, for me, it's the top six forwards. They've got to be a lot better. They've got to be more productive in this business, as we all know. It's not what you've done yesterday. It's what you're going to do in the next game. Panarin, Zabanejad, Trocek have combined for five points in this series. It's just not enough. I mean, we talked about, oh, can the kid line provide enough depth scoring for this team to push through? But Frank, it's those big guns. Like if they don't turn this thing around, it's over for New York. Yeah, I mean, I think it's premature to say that too. Like this is a series that I think a lot of people saw going the distance. We're four games in. The Devils have drawn even. They need to prove that they can win on home ice, which hasn't happened yet. Uh, the Rangers, I think it's just kind of feels like a matter of time that their top guns will get going. Patrick Kane has has lived up to his end of the bargain in this series to this point. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of time for the Rangers to find it. I just have more questions about their complete and total game that's really stood out to me much more than the lack of production from their stars. Mm-hmm. Another surprising result as we head out west and continue to go through the results last night, the Seattle Kraken. They get a big OT win over the Colorado Avalanche, and this series is all tied up at two, Frank. There are plenty of storylines to track in this one. Before we get into the Colorado ones and Kale McCarr, just quickly on the Kraken. Um, this team, I mean, they they did it in classic Kraken fashion to me. Like, look at the three goal scores there. Sprong, Borgden, Eberly. Like, it's coming from every part of that lineup, and it's remarkable to watch. It is remarkable to watch, but I feel like this series has been flipped on its head. There's been a lot of things happening in the last few days, from Valeri Nichushkin going out with personal reasons to Kale McCarr now having a hearing today with the Department of Player Safety, two giant pieces to take out of the Colorado Avalanche lineup potentially, depending on what happens with McCarr. And then you've also got this injury now to Jared McCann, which he's not just their leading goal scorer and by a very wide margin. He had 40, the next closest Kraken teammate this year had 24. He's also their leading point getter this year. So, you know, it, it sounds funny to say, but I, I think the Avalanche being without Kale McCarr and the number of games that he's already missed to this point this season, or the Kraken being without Jared McCann, I actually think this hurts the Kraken a bit more in the sense that they are a team, yeah, they've scored goals by committee. You, you just mentioned it, Sprong, Borgen, and Everly looking at the score sheet from last night, but they don't have the depth of the firepower to me to be able to withstand that. What they've done to this point in the playoffs has been incredibly impressive. They have been the hungrier team. Uh, you see it early in games with the, the quick starts they, that they've had all four games to this point, getting the game's first goal. They've put the abs on their heels. They've gotten some better goaltending from Philip Grubauer in this revenge series. However, can they continue that? Can 
can they hang on for three more games and do this against what I think is a deeper and way more talented abs team with Rantanen and McKinnon? I have real questions about that. I was saying before that I thought perhaps maybe the Kraken already threw their best punch. I was wrong. So I'll continue to count out the Kraken at my own peril. However, this abs team, it almost feels like in some ways they're not taking the Kraken seriously enough. And at the very least, they should have grabbed their attention after game four. Let's just quickly, before we move on, roll that Kale McCarr hit and talk about that. He's going to have a hearing today. The puck just absolutely nowhere near um, when, when Kale McCarr goes to make the hit. Felt like almost a moment born out of frustration for, uh, for Kale McCarr as well, Frank. As we get a peek at this, do you think he's getting games or is it just a slap on the wrist? Oh, he's getting games. Uh, I still don't necessarily understand why... Uh, this was reviewed for a major and was taken down to a minor. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I think in some ways, uh, while some people were looking for the puck, uh, including the goaltender and Makar thought obviously that it was near him, uh, that in this case, I think it's actually more egregious than Michael Bunting. You know, the puck's out of play. You can't just smoke a guy into the boards. McCann, as I mentioned, uh, Coach Dave Haxtell saying that he is definitely out for game five, possibly longer. Uh, he really seemed to be in tough shape leaving the ice. And Bunting got three games. He had no prior NHL Department of Player Safety history to speak of. McCarr doesn't either. I, I don't know how you could potentially say, and, and by the way, um, you, if you think back to that Bunting hit, he was tossed from the game with a match penalty. McCarr got to keep playing. And that was relatively early on. So he, he got off scot-free for the most part. I think this is um, matching that of a three-game suspension. I don't know how you could possibly say that it's worth any less than what, uh, than what Bunting got. Frank, if I know anything from being a hockey fan, if we're sitting here going, it's easily the same as bunting three games, he's probably getting one. They're going to spin the wheel at the old Department of Players Safety. Uh, the only series Which, we have not By the way, I on thought... Okay. I thought the bunting one was a little harsh at three games. There didn't seem to be very much precedent to give him three games. But now since you've gone there, I don't know how you could possibly point to this and say that it's any better or any worse than uh, the bunting one. And especially since bunting was already tossed and Makar wasn't. I don't know how you could possibly go to two games. Yeah. Uh, the only series we haven't touched on yet is Winnipeg-Vegas. Ken Bolke's going to stop by in two minutes. But first, let's talk about what's on tap tonight in the NHL, Frank. A pair of game fives and they are big ones uh, i mean the one with the series 3-1 for the canes doesn't feel like there's a lot of smoke or a lot to get to with that one but the other two mini dallas edmonton la which one are you going to be watching closest tonight which one is the more intriguing story well i'm going to be watching them both very closely um mm -hmm. i would say which one's the more intriguing story is to me can the oilers make life easier on themselves it's been a battle. It's been a challenge to this point, putting themselves in holes, uh, coughing up leads. Uh, whatever it's been, it hasn't been smooth sailing. And for a team that I, I believe a lot of people thought would make easier work of the LA Kings, they've kind of continued to open the door. And so can they have a convincing win on home ice to send the series back to LA with a chance to win it in six? and avoid another seven-game series against this team in the first round, that would be big. Also, uh, you know, what happens between Minnesota and Dallas? Like, that, that to me, like, 
first off, there's not much margin separating these two teams, especially between the first four games. I also think in the regular season, this series has been a bloodbath in the sense that there is no free ice. Uh, it's incredibly tightly contested. Uh, and I think the games have all been really close and indicated that as well. How much closer to the lineup is Joe Pavelski in returning? Obviously, probably not an option for game five, but the fact that they said already that he's a possibility to come back gives the Stars some added uh, light and life, uh, I think. And I've been so impressed with the way that Dallas has responded, not just with um, Ottinger and Nett and the way that he's played, shutting the door in a game uh, like uh, Sunday on the road, but also Tyler Sagan, for instance, you know, he's got three goals in this series and the way that he's performed in that spot on the power play for Dallas, where Pavelski usually operates, I think has been a huge boost for this team. Um, I want to see more from Minnesota. How do they respond after some calls that go the wrong way for them? It seems like they've had some opportunities to be in the driver's seat. They haven't been able to capitalize who has the edge in this pivotal game for yeah, it's going to be something. Rupe Hintz has been unbelievable, and I love that you gave some or gave a shout out to Tyler Sagan as well, who slid up into that Pavelski spot and looked just fine. Quickly, uh, soup or stew? That's the question dominating Oilers Nation. Who will Jay Woodcroft go with in Game Five? I don't know who he'll go with. I know who I'd go with. It's Stuart Skinner, and I don't even really have to think about it that hard. Way more confident goalie. Uh, even when Jack Campbell was in there, I know what the stat said, 27 out of 28. Felt to me like he was shaky at times in some of the saves that he did make. There were a couple juicy rebounds. The numbers all indicate and point toward uh, point toward Stuart Skinner from the bulk of the regular season to just look at that one game and say that uh, Campbell deserves to start again, to me, I, I think would be a mistake. Yep. Uh, let's get to this week's edition of the All-32 with our friend Ken Bolke. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
The All 32 is brought to you by Boston Pizza and their brand new menu powered by Fanalytics. Deep fried pickles, beer mosas, pizza flights, it, pizza flights. It's all good at Boston Pizza for the playoffs. Ken Bolke, when you showed up in Winnipeg, the Golden Knights had lost home ice advantage. The series was 1-1 and then boom, they turn on the Jets with two big road wins. After that game one loss, what's clicked and allowed this, the Vegas Golden Knights, I should say, to find this next level and rattle off three straight wins? I think it's a couple different things. One, they started breaking out of their zone a lot better. They were really getting forechecked to death early in the first four periods of the series, and all breakouts have been a little bit better. And then from there, they've kind of done more getting the puck into the zone consistently with pressure, with possession, and then that's kind of pushed the Jets back. It's given them more time and space to operate. It's allowed Eichel to get a little bit more speed going through the neutral zone. We've seen more out of Stone, and it's just allowed their depth to kind of roll through these lines and take advantage of the Jets' depth, which is uh, kind of disappearing here. Yeah, it's been disappearing in a big way, Ken. I, I wanted to ask you, you know, what stood out for me, I think, has been the Golden Knights. Stars have been their stars. Like Eichel has stepped up in a big way, and Petrangelo has been a force. And you see Stone and the impact that he's had in this series. Stevenson has been great. But when you think about some other depth pieces, you see the multi-goal game from Brett Howden. Who has stood out from you in a real positive way in terms of an impact on this series? I definitely liked what Howden has done. I think Amadio has been pretty good. Obviously, the game winner in, in overtime in game three. I think what's interesting is the way that they've set this lineup up. It's basically three sets of pairs. So there's Marcia so and Eichel. Then there's Smith and Carlson. And then there's uh, Stone and Stevenson. And then they have an extra guy with them on each line. And on each line, that guy has been good at different times. Kessel was better earlier in the series. And then now we've seen a little bit more out of Amadio and Howden. So... Each guy has come up in their moment, and I think that's what's allowed the Golden Knights to play a more deep lineup and not have to load up their top six, which after game one, it looked like with how well that first line was playing for the Jets that they were going to have to do that. They've not had to do that, and that's really allowed a bunch of different players to have impacts as we go along here. Mark Stone sliding right back into the lineup after missing a lot of time. The numbers are there, five points so far in the series. But is there also kind of an emotional boost for this lineup that comes with having Stone back? Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, the moment he goes back in there, all of a sudden, everybody's going to feel so much better about themselves. And that happened from even from game one, but as he's getting better and as they're starting to see, like, look, they're around, they're checking him after plays, they're pushing him into the post. And none of it's affecting him. And in many ways, it's just making them all think, okay, we'll keep doing it. We're just going to beat you on the ice. And they're doing that in a big way. It's been really, really a huge boost for the Golden Knights to not only get him back in the lineup, but and how that looks with the lineup. And then emotionally, just he look – at, look at when they score. The guy jumps higher than I can. And the dude's on skates playing a hockey game. It's unbelievable. So, Ken, are, are you a little surprised the impact that he's had? Like, to me, after missing that much time and with the significant injury, to see that he's able to, you know, basically come back one week prior to the playoffs starting, he rejoins practice, and then immediately is able to make that impact. What does that say to you about the potential timeline of, like, could he have been ready at some point in the regular season then? It's a little dicey when you start going down that avenue, isn't it? Because it's like, uh, could he have played those last three games? Then we get the LTIR question. I'm like, well, by rule, if you're ready to play, you have to come off. I, 
I think when you looked at what he was in game one, he was not very good. Clearly pretty rusty. Couldn't really do much at all in that game. He's come along, and I do think that part of the way that they've set this up, which is he's playing in what's effectively a third line. So he's not always going up best players on the other team. He hasn't seen as much of Adam Lowry as I think I would have expected going in. So the matchup has actually helped them. And as the depth of the Jets has has up, they've been better on these. He's playing Dylan Samberg. He's playing a lot against Neil Pionk, where we thought it was going to be potentially more of Morrissey. So I do think it's, it's come along faster than I would have expected. But at the same time, the way the series has gone, it kind of has helped drag him along to where when the games are going well, he's going to also go well as he continues to work back. Ken, you are the man. Safe travels. Thanks for hopping on today and enjoy the rest of this series. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Ken Bolke, you can find his work at Sinbin Vegas. Great stuff from them as the Golden Knights will look to put away the Jets a little bit later in this series. Tonight, Frank, Game 5, like I said, between the Canes and the Islanders. This one has felt like the Canes have really stepped on the pedal. The question today, hashtag AskDFO, are the Canes going to put this away? And do you maybe view them a little bit differently after this series? I don't. Uh, I do think they... uh put this series away and finally I just talked about the Oilers making life easy on themselves. The Canes could get some significant rest here too, um, especially as the Rangers and Devils looks like they may go to di- the distance. So um, I think it's been impressive what they've been able to do. I also think the Islanders are a very average team. Um, you know, the fact that the Canes have been able to do it without Taravainen and Svechnikov and and obviously in a different case, Pacioretty, um, it, it's it's been impressive, but I don't, because those guys are out and not coming back, I don't view them as a legitimate contender in the sense that, you know, you might be able to, you know, win this round likely the next one we'll see, like, do they have the firepower to keep up with either New York or New Jersey? I tend to not think so. And and everything else, you know, begins to ratchet up then as well. They're not going to be an easy out because they compete and they're consistent. But they've also at times, you know, speaking of their, their road record in the playoffs, which they seem to have slayed, they, they, they don't make life easy on themselves. They had multiple chances to make short series in years past that they let slip and get away from them. It'd be real nice for them if they could clean this up in game five and move on. Yeah, for them, especially just to get some rest, like you said. I think they probably finish it off tonight as well. The atmosphere in that arena out in Raleigh has been unbelievable, and I think that crowd might just be enough to power this Canes team through. We are sprinting our way around the NHL. The only series we haven't talked about, Frank, is Florida and Boston. Game 5 of that one goes tomorrow from Boston. And a quick note, Patrice Bergeron was on the ice for practice for the Boston Bruins, so maybe a little bit of extra support coming for the Bees as they look to close out that series. Let's get to our Botano Daily Bets for the day, brought to you by Botano.ca. The game starts now with Botano. And I got a couple of parlays fired up, Frank, so let's flash these up. I am taking two adjusted overs for tonight. I am taking the Wild and Stars, knocking that down to four and a half, taking the Kings and Oilers, knocking that down to five and a half, playing them together, 
plus 111. This total is hit in every single game for the Wild and Stars. This total has hit in three of four for the Oilers and Kings. I like playing these two together, plus money as well. Pretty solid considering, again, this is happening more often than not. And my shot prop parlay for tonight, I am going with the island with an Islander player who is facing elimination. It's Matt Barzell. His line is set at one and a half. He's hit it every game in this series. Anze Kopitar, his line set at one and a half. He's hit it a three of four, and even when he missed, he still got at least one shot on that, so he was close. Play these two together, plus 140, great value on a couple of lines that I think are set one shot too low tonight in the NHL. So two parlays, both at plus money as we work our way through the Stanley Cup playoff slate, courtesy of our friends at Batano. And that brings us to garbage time, Frank, where we'll go away from the playoff talk a little bit and talk about an interesting interview you had on Frankly Speaking last week. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I wanted to turn your attention to uh, the one-on-one -on -one that I had with uh, former Anaheim Ducks coach Dallas Akins, and I was curious, what's it like to coach an NHL team that's rebuilding, and there's like six to eight of them every year that have no real shot at even contending for a playoff spot that's not even in the designs of their general manager? What's it like showing up to the rink every day, trying to motivate guys uh, trying to get them to develop or continue their development and play at their very best, knowing that more often than not in an 82-game slate, they're overmatched and, and uh, oftentimes overwhelmed. How do you not get down? So this pod, uh, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify, um, and is presented by our friends at, at ProLine Plus, the idea here is to really be in a spot where you have a neutral mindset. So we talked about, you know, different di different things that you can do coming to the rink every day. Dallas Akins was trying to install the idea of win today. And that doesn't necessarily mean win the game and get the two points. It's also talking about, you know, winning your sleep, winning your nutrition, winning your training. You know, did you call your mom today? Different things like that that they've set up along the way of benchmarks for team success that ultimately when you have the roster that's ready to win, that those other types of things will be built in or baked in. So really interesting uh, discussion about the power of neutral thinking. So I think it's uh, really helpful for me as someone that also coaches kids, uh, youth hockey, um, you know, it should be mandatory listening for anyone that spends any time coaching, whether it doesn't matter what sport, it's not hockey specific. So if you get a chance, check it out on Frankly Speaking. I'll also have uh, Buffalo Sabres general manager, Kevin Adams, speaking of the non-playoff teams. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. On, frankly speaking, later this week as well. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth with the coaching thing. Like when I listened through to the interview, I was like, man, this should be like mandatory for anyone coaching youth hockey or like you said, any sport because there's so many things that apply. And you also just reminded me, Frank, that I got to call my mom. So uh, we'll wrap up the show with that. I hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live brought to you by Batano at Batano.ca. The game starts now. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern. Chat with you then. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.